What is up, good people? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. My name is Smitty. Hit the thumbs up as Mark is describing right here. What is going on, Corey? What's up, Mark? What's up, Kenny? What's up, Elgin? Dollar Bill in the house. Um, Steven, what's up, my man? Zachary, glad you're here. I think I said Kenny. Corey, order 66. Glad to have you all here. Please punch the thumbs up on your way in the door and let's get going. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty. Take a lap. Yo, yo, people. Very glad to have you here on a Thursday. Today is uh, July 8th, 2021. We don't have a ton of news to talk about, but there's always something uh, to talk about. Don't forget that if you want in the Door League, which basically, as you see over here, if you have Super Chat at a 20 spot, you get your name written and permanent marker on the door um, and then you get in the door league which is going to have an amazing prize if you haven't seen it we have this amazing jersey Uh, let me see if I can pull up the jersey here I think it's right here This, this guy right here, sorry, this guy tried to break into the house. Look at this creep. I hit the wrong video, but here's this guy. So for those of you that don't know what's going on here, look, he tries to open the car door. He looks like he's strapped. And then he walks up to the front door. Look at this. Watch. Ready? Hmm. Let me just try and open the door. Oh, yeah. It's locked. Let me knock because I'm going in regardless. Oh, look. Hinges. Those hinges are strong. I don't think I could kick this door in. Let me knock and not look. Let me hold my shoes because I'm strange. Let me creep around the corner. Oh, security cameras. Oops. Oops. Yeah, let's not break into this house. That was a guy trying to get in. But anyways, I was trying to show you a video. <laughs> and I, I showed the wrong the wrong thing. Um, that was funny, though. This is what I was trying to show you. This is what you guys are playing for in the door. The door league's right here. 20 spot gets you in. We have very few spots left. You get also get your name written and permanent marker on the door. That's what we got going on today. Let's break down some news. And there's not a whole lot to go over, but there's some implications and people we can talk about that, that have significant value when talking about these types of players involved. So we'll start off with Amari Cooper. Amari uh, Cooper will be cutting it close to start training camp as he recovers from his ankle surgery. Weird that a lot of people... Are, are, are kind of, not a, not I wouldn't say like half, but like maybe 20% of the haters against my CeeDee Lamb top five wide receiver prediction 
which I am not telling anybody to go draft CeeDee Lamb as a top five wide receiver. You're drafting him well outside of that range in hopes that he becomes a top five wide receiver like I'm trying to predict and, and, and project. Doesn't mean you take him at number five. So many people DM me, they're like, Smitty, aren't you a little high on CeeDee Lamb? Why would you take him number five over blah, 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 blah? I'm not taking him number five. I'm taking him where I can steal him away. What do I look like? Uh, Do I look like a guy that's just going to not maximize value at every turn? CeeDee Lamb has top top five to ten wide receiver potential, and you can get him sometimes in the fourth round, although I believe we are help uh, shaping that ADP, and soon it will be third round lock. Like, you won't be able to get CeeDee Lamb anywhere Anywhere in the fourth and fifth round range. Probably August 1 will say goodbye to the uh, fourth round ADP value. But my point today is that Amari Cooper is cutting it close to be even ready. And with C.D. Lamb ready to take over, and so many people were like, but C.D. Lamb got more targets. C.D. Lamb did, or I'm sorry, uh, Amari Cooper got more targets. Amari Cooper is better. Smitty, what are you talking about? C.D. Lamb is a rookie. Like, does he not get a chance to improve? Are you not able to, with your own eyes, see that he's so far developed past where he should be and that he was on fire? On fire before Dak went down. And then Dak went down, the whole offense fell apart. CD Lamb is ready to rumble. What round do I take CD? I take him in the third round if I have to, but I'm trying to get away with getting him at the top of the fourth round still as much as I can. But my point here today is that I don't hate Amari Cooper. I'm not saying Amari Cooper in this Dallas offense, which will be absolute fire in terms of production, scoring touchdowns, moving the chains, getting in the red zone, scoring opportunities galore. Elliott, Dak, Cooper as well. CeeDee Lamb, everybody's going to have a chance to eat full course meals every single Sunday, Monday, and occasional Thursday. Maybe a Saturday. But... I don't know how anybody is really, really high on Cooper over Lamb when Cooper is recovering from surgery and Lamb is bleeding with wide receiver one talent. I like them both. You could technically get, I think, good wide receiver two in fantasy numbers out of Cooper. There's no shame in that. But Lamb's the number one. Okay? Lamb is the number one. You can't change my mind. You can feel how you feel. But especially coming off surgery, we need to temper expectations that Cooper is going to lead the team in receptions even in the beginning of the year. He may not even be fully 100% healthy. So I wanted to get that out there. Javante Williams, man, this guy keeps popping up in the news. We may have touched a little bit on this last show, but I want to do it again. Because guess what? This is one of my biggest breakout players for 2021. Not Not only in Dynasty, but in Redraft. I want to own... A hundred out of a hundred times, I want to own Javante Williams on my fantasy football team. I often talk about not putting all your eggs in one basket, but with this situation, it's a perfect, uh, a perfect mix of of situation meets talent meets low enough ADP value that you're not risking your entire season if he doesn't fully work out. It would take a complete or it would take a complete major injury 
you know, season ending to obviously crush your, your value and make you like regret taking him. Even if he fails to keep like, I don't know, high end running back to value. Like let's say him and Melvin Gordon share carries all year. Javante Williams could still earn you your ADP at 5.09 to 6.10. That's where he's going in redraft. So sharing carries, he will earn that. So the the risk is very low. Putting all your eggs in one basket doesn't concern me too much when it comes to, to drafting this guy because he has top 10 overall value potentially. Potentially, not guaranteed. Don't expect it. Don't draft it. Don't trade based on it. I can't stand when I say something like that. The words come out of my mouth and I say, he's a top 10 potential player overall. And somebody comes to me and goes, Smitty, you better be right. Or they go, they actually come to me like this with this voice. Oh no, the batteries fell out. Hold on. Can I assemble it quickly? Let's see. Boom, boom. Let's see. Boom, boom. No, wait, wait, what, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Boom. 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 Boom, boom. No, that's that's wrong. That's wrong. Is it like that? Boom. 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 Does it even have instructions? It's yes, yes. Hello? No! No! Broke it. I broke it. They say... (laughs) A little delayed. They say, Smitty. They say, Smitty. I went ahead and I traded away a Calvin Ridley for Javante Williams. You better be right. And then what do I say to him? I don't know you. I don't know you. I didn't tell you to do that. I step away from the the computer screen or my phone. And I don't want any part of that. I did not tell you to go trade for Javante Williams at top 15 overall value. Top 10 overall value. Top 5 to 10 overall value. When I say a player is going to be a top 10 player. Or top 5 to 10. In the case of CeeDee Lamb. Top 5 wide receiver in my opinion Javonto Williams top 5 to 10 running back potential top 10 to 12 overall potential you've got to buy him at a reasonable price this is bothering me did I really break it did I really break it or can I fix this this could be fixed okay why am I okay so pause negative it's a, it's a really weird one negative Positive. Positive. Negative. Oh, baby. Here, we're back, we're back, we're back. We're, we're live, we're doing it live. Smitty, I don't understand. You said Javante Williams was a top 10 running back. How come, uh, how come I, if I traded Ridley for him, I made a mistake? I'm not telling you to trade Ridley for him. Look at it, we got a super chatter. We got Zachary. Zachary wants looky looky here, reindeer. Zachary wants to be on the on the door and in the door league. Zach, send me a DM real quick on IG, the fantasy football show, okay? Now let's go put Zach's name on the door. Zach's Zachary 
with the uh, H, Zachary Linton. Linton. Zachary Linton. All right, Zachary. You're going to go right. You're going to go right here, bro. so you can see it right up right below the logo Zachary this is where you reside every time I walk out my door every time I walk out my studio door Zachary you're right at eye level bro eye level and you're in the door Lee I appreciate you DM me on Instagram right now that a boy Zachary appreciate you and guess what Zachary might be trying to win because he's in the door league. Do you know? Do you know? This sucker right here. That sucker right here. That's what we're giving away in the door league. The winner of the door league is going to get their chance to get their paws. Or they're going to get their paws on this right here. The winner of the door league. I've got a lot of info on the door league coming up. I'm going to try and have Grant on here to discuss this with all of you. In fact, let me send Grant the link right now. And we're going to discuss the door league. But Zachary, thank you. Young man, you were on the door league. And I appreciate you very much. All right, Grant. Let me send Grant a link. Okay. Webb is in the door league. Chase is in the door league. Double A is in the door league. The Silver Brothers are in the door league. Kenny Powers is in the door league. Badge is in the door league. Mark Cleveland. I saw him. D2W Stew. Jason Loyer. Um, Zach Hinkle. Hinkle. Hinkerson. Hinkerson. I don't know. Miss Mitty wrote it. It's cursive. Uh, I saw I said that one. Mark Cleveland. I said that one. Um, Eric. Terry Roberts is on here twice. Uh, Tony Turley, Captain Spock, Spacula, Aloha Rob, Todd. We got a bunch of you in here. And looky here, reindeer. Looky here, reindeer. We got we've got Granny Boy in the room. Grant, what's up, man? I finally made it back in. I'm doing Who are you? Who is this? I know. <laughs> I don't. Hadn't been on in a while. I don't, I don't recognize this guy. Does anybody Have know who this been, is? Did you did you call the right number? I hope so. <laughs> um, just so everybody, you all know who this is. This is my intern, Grant. And Grant won the Fantasy Football Showdown in 2020. Beat out, how many people were in the draft? Uh, 96. Yeah, but like, didn't, didn't we have a few people like flake out? But anyway, 96 teams. Yeah. Eight copies of every player. Grant won the entire thing. My intern. My, I'm proud of this man right here. We almost hired him on full time once he once he did this. But then when we realized no one's paying anybody in the industry to steal him away, we kept him for free. He doesn't he doesn't know it. Exactly. Um, but Grant, Grant, we're basically moving Grant's championship into this format. Okay, so Grant is king of the the mountain, king of the hill. Grant is giving up his own jersey. This is Grant's jersey right here. Away one jersey, 
But whoever finishes first place gets that jersey. Now, if Grant finishes first, he keeps it. He keeps the jersey. Or, or I take it from him as a tax. But regardless... It would be a lot of, if I can win this league or this version of the league two years in a row, I'm not much of a... Uh, of a Smack talker, but I think I don't know if I can contain my smack talk to everybody else. Yeah, you might. You well. people might demand you take over the show at that point, Grant. We can't have that. Like I'm gonna I'm go in there. To, I know. I might have to go in there and mess with some statistics and 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 add a couple points to your whatever. But Grant is gonna try and retain the championship. Uh, Grant, we've got this door full of people right here. I don't know if you can see this. The door league. I can people see it. donate a twenty dollars super chat to the show, and they get their name written on permanent marker on the door. I haven't written your name on it yet. Grant, hold on. Where do you want to be, Grant? Where would you like to be? You tell me. Uh, how about every time I walk out of the the room, you're right here. You're below. You're above El Chapo, and you're below Breaking Bad. Perfect. That sounds great. Okay, so we're gonna put Grant Land Part Two. Grant Land Part Two which you can go to grantlandpart2.com if anybody would like to go visit that man's website. Grant, here's the trick. I haven't even revealed this. I, I may have revealed this to you, I forget, in a text message or whatever, but I have not revealed this to anybody yet, okay? And I, I think some of it will surprise you. This is going to be a unique and different league than anybody's ever been involved in. And it usually is like double, triple, quadruple question, double take when I say it. They're like, wait a minute, do you mean, do you mean, wait a minute, do you mean it's going to be best ball? Let me okay. put myself on camera here. It's going to be best ball. And thank you for the super chat, Hayes. I appreciate you. Best ball, no setting lineups. It's, it is is as your, your, your best lineup is going to go out there each week. But here's the thing, it doesn't even matter. You're going to draft three players. It'll be three rounds. One copy of every player in the player pool. There's no duplicate copies. One copy in the player pool. 40 people will be in the league. That means there are 40 picks per round. But only three players will be drafted. And you start those three players the entire year because it's best ball. There are no backups. There are no waivers. There are no anything. You literally get three draft selections. Now the one trick to it is that if you decide to draft a quarterback since they're not a they're not 40 viable quarterbacks you are forced to also draft a tight end so you can go quarterback but you have to make one of your three players a tight end if you decide not to go quarterback you essentially have three non-qb flex options you can go running back running back running back you can go running back wide receiver wide receiver you can go wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver so you have to play with the theories and, and projections and, and, and stats and figure out what is going to dominate the league. And if you find a combination that works best for you at your draft slot, then you can go at it, go to town, try and outthink everybody. But it's going to be a crazy league, a fun league, and, and it's going to be just three players. What do you think of that, Grant? I like it just because there's going to be so much parity involved that there is major, major strategy going on right here, especially for uh, draft positions and whatnot. It, this is this can be very intriguing to see how this plays out. Uh, do, off the top of your head, do you think you'd be like, okay, so here's the thing. When you think about it, okay, 
if you get a quarterback, let's say you get the number one overall pick and you take Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. The biggest twist of all. Okay, this is it. And then, then I think I'm done with the twist. It's third round reversal. That's right, yeah. So it's, if you get the one pick, you get the last pick in the second round, but instead of getting that next pick, you're going to have the last pick in the third round. Now it's only three rounds, so third round reversal and then the draft's over. So essentially, we don't want somebody to have McCaffrey and then they get, you know, uh, you know Waller and DK or something. You're going to have pick, um, or you couldn't have that in a 40-team league anyway, but you know what I mean. You're not going to have a stacked team, but you're going to have McCaffrey and then you pick again at 80. So, uh, and then you pick again at 120. Yeah, so it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But the person that drafts at 40 is going to 40 and 41. It's going to be interesting. So so we came up with a couple different things. Let me pull up a fantasy football calculator real quick and go over like the, the potential options for a team. So let's say you were to take McCaffrey at 1. So it goes all the way down to pick 40, and then that's the turn, and then it goes to pick 80. So number 80 overall, you're talking about a... Devontae Smith, a Tom Brady, a Noah Fant, um, a Michael Carter. Brady won't be, Brady won't, Brady won't be in there. Iuk, um, Javonta Williams there potentially. Won't be any, by the time you go, by the time, yeah, by the time you get back to pick eighty, there's probably not going to be anything worth of a quarterback left. Yeah. So, yeah, it. it you, uh, C. Can says the third round reversal sounds like some BS. You have to do that to even the scales with because the one point one would be, have such a huge advantage. You want somebody that has pick forty and forty one to have a, a significant advantage on somebody that got McCaffrey. So, like, let's say you take McCaffrey, and let's say you take Jalen Hurts, and then you then you have to take a tight end with your next pick. Who would you like? Wh- who would you think would be there for that next pick? So we're talking about pick what one twenty. Or no, what pick are we at? We're 80. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, personally, one, everybody thinks this is PPR, right? Yeah. You're breaking up. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah, it's PPR. PPR. Okay. Yeah, you're going to think I'm crazy, but one of the guys I think is actually going to have a pretty good, pretty good bounce back year, and actually uh, the addition of a stud wide receiver actually helps him is Evan Ingram. So if you could get Jalen Hurts, Evan Ingram, and Christian McCaffrey, that okay. is so now let's look at nasty. a team. Now let's look at a team that has pick forty. So if you have pick forty, um, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have forty and fifty, right? Or forty? I'm sorry, forty and forty-one. Forty-one. So forty and forty-one. So you're gonna have potentially like C.D. Lamb and. Kyler Murray if you wanted to go the quarterback route unless quarterbacks go it's gonna be tough to some people might avoid quarterback altogether so we don't know if quarterbacks will fall or if they're not they won't but if it's like Kyler and CeeDee Lamb and then you get to pick again at 80 what 80 81 80 so you might be able to get like a yeah, a, a Michael Carter or a you know uh Chase Claypool or potentially like a T Higgins or Ayuk someone like that so it will be a very, very interesting draft selections will determine a lot of what your plan is going to be, but I like it. 
It's always been BS that the first overall pick gets to pick the first again in the third round. That's why the third round reversal is definitely needed in this case because when we only have three rounds, you got you, you aren't going to be able to give anybody that advantage back as the draft goes along or whatever. Give them an extra fourth round pick or higher. You get three picks. So, um, yeah, and to get in, um, we have a question here from uh, Catfan. How, how much is the buy-in? It's just a $20 super chat. You get written on the door permanent marker on the door for life and you get into the league and then there's prizes there's there's just the jersey giveaway a bunch of different stuff that i'll be giving away so there's no actually entry fee other than you're, you're donating 20 dollars to the channel and uh through super chat and you get written on the on the door as well so if you guys want in there's only a few spots left i will be doing now uh if you do more there will be other leagues so we'll have multiple door leagues because i think this thing's going to fill up really quickly we only have a few spots left. And then so once we have 40 full, I'll be doing an additional door league for anybody else that gets in the door. And I'm going to have to put like a, a star by their name. That means they're in League 2. Or Terry Roberts has two super or super chats on the door. So Terry's going to get in this league. And Terry's automatically in the second league. The second league will probably be an unlimited amount of teams through Week 16. And I'm going to find another prize for that league that's going to that's gonna be amazing. So... This isn't the only league we're doing. This is just the first of the door league edition. So don't think you can't get in the next one if you don't get in the DK Metcalf jersey one. So Grant, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, We're going over news. Do you like Javante Williams this year? He's one of my biggest breakout players for 2021. I love him. I think he's a top 10 potential running back. I see Jonathan Taylor in this guy. I don't believe in Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon missed OTAs. Melvin Gordon's not a threat to me. Melvin Gordon's older. They spent almost a first-round pick on Javante Williams. He's, you know, in the 30s. They love this guy. And and I see I see nothing but breakout potential and very, very low risk. How do you feel about Javante Williams in 2021? You nailed it on the head. I completely agree with everything you said. I think... Melvin Gordon's probably going to be – he's definitely not going to be on the Broncos next year. And, honestly, if he keeps acting this way, sitting out of OTAs everything else, they might just cut him. I mean, it just doesn't – it doesn't make sense for me for them to – for him to be on the roster right now. I mean, I think Javante Williams can carry the load, and he's got a lot of potential. So, I, I think that if you can snag him in the late fifth, early sixth, I think you're going to have a, a really good RB2 or three. Uh, is this a Zoom background uh, like uh, that you have here? Unfortunately, I'm driving. I'm going to and from jobs right now, so are are uh, you? This is not a Zoom background. Are you pretending to be driving, Grant? Is that is that what's going on here? That's exactly right. I've got a green screen to actually makes it look like cars are actually (laughs) passing me when I'm actually sitting still. You're right. You got me. We we might have to see that car, Grant. We might have to see what kind of vehicle that that you're actually driving here. I don't know. I I don't know that. I don't know that we're believe we're believing it right here, but um. Who is another player similar to Javante Williams that you think has that potential to just be total game changer for fantasy 2021, but may have some haters, may have some people that believe, but because there are haters that exist and there are people that doubt Javante Williams, they're like, what about Melvin Gordon? What about Denver? Denver's going to hold him back. It makes Javante Williams a value. What other running backs can you think of? And I can name uh, a bunch of them if you, if you need me to throw some at you. 
Um, you know, whether it's, you know, another rookie like ETN, whether it's James Robinson, whether it's Gaskin, whether it's Hunt, whether it's Montgomery, Swift, Sanders, Carson, J.K. Dobbins, who I love. Uh, tell me. See, you, uh, you, you see, J.K. Dobbins, and I'm not just trying to steal your stuff, literally. So I'm in my big overall league that I'm in that we travel like we're traveling to New Orleans for the draft this year. Uh, we were in Vegas last year for the draft. Uh, I've got the number one overall pick. I'm obviously going Christian McCaffrey. And I am praying that J.K. Dobbins comes back to me in that at pick 24. I think uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to have uh, – I, I realize Gus Edwards is there. He's going to take over some snaps. And I realize Lamar's going to run the ball. But look at what he did the last six games of the year. He got the majority of the snap carries. He scored a touchdown, I believe, in every single game. He wasn't TD dependent. I think J.K. Dobbins is the real deal. And I think he's going to bust out and could easily be a top seven or eight running back this year. Yeah, and so I he, love J.K. Dobbins. And here, here's the thing. And another like, guy that I, I really do. What? No, go ahead. Keep going. So J.K. is your J.K. So okay. The other guy that I think it's gonna it, you're gonna start slow with this guy, and, and it, I think it's gonna be a very similar to what Jonathan Taylor did last year. Maybe not that good, but I think it's the same format as Michael Carter. I think that by week seven, eight, nine, ten, I think Marco Michael Carter will be the guy that. Tevin Coleman has had every chance in the league on multiple teams to succeed, be the starter, be the guy, and he's never taken it over. So why now would I think that in his seventh or eighth year of the league, he's just going to be a starting viable running back? I don't I don't see how that's possible. The Jets, you know, are a dumpster fire of a team. They're going to start fresh. They've got uh, Zach Wilson, a quarterback. They're, they've got a lot of stuff that they're going to try to do. They're going to get Mekhi Becton back, you know, from the line. He was injured the entire year. So I think that's going to help. And I really believe that by the end of the year, Michael Carter will solidify himself as the guy. And considering he's 11th, 12th round draft pick, I think it's a steal. Yeah, I, look, I love J.K. Dobbins so much. And it's the doubt, the doubters that are casting so much confusion around his value to where People are, and I'm going to do a video on this, the the psychology of fantasy football. I do that series where we talk about, you know, how to, the order of questioning. You know, if I say, hey, Grant, let's say I want Kareem Hunt from you. If I go, hey, Grant, can I have Kareem Hunt? The fact that I even asked right out of the gate for Kareem Hunt, even if you know more than me, is psychologically telling you that Kareem Hunt's got value because I'm inquiring. Like the psychology behind it. I love doing that, that those kind of videos and people love them. The one video I'm going to do, Next is going to talk about the pure pressures of like a J.K. Dobbins doubter. The fact that there are so many people saying, but Gus Edwards is there. But what if he does this? The fact that it drives the value down in, in the psychology behind not only recognizing when that's probably happening and to trust your gut if it says, hey, J.K. is going to be the guy. Let that doubt help drive the value down. And so I'll go through that but, uh, in another video. But J.K., I love J.K., He's like one of my favorite, like when you're at the turn. So if you have like a pick one or rounds uh, one, two, and you have like this pick here and this pick here, and then you have the one pick. So you take Christian McCaffrey right here. You take a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson or whoever right here. And then you get J.K. Dobbins. I love that start from that 1.1, 1.2 spot. Right. And so all the mock drafts I'm doing for my big league right now is Chris McCaffrey will be number one. I'm hoping J.K. Dobbins will be there at the end of round two. 
and I know on our future or our earlier podcast and stuff I've been on, I was really knocking AJ Brown, and I just was like, man, I'm not a fan. I think he's big time overrated, and I started really diving into it. I really think that the addition with Julio Jones is going to just springboard uh, AJ Brown just that much more, and I really think that AJ Brown's gonna if, if he doesn't get hurt. And Tannehill doesn't get – if there's no injuries, he's going to be a top-five wide receiver this year. So I'm praying that A.J. Brown – I'm really hoping that A.J. Brown falls to that 24 spot, and I think it's a distinct possibility because I know a lot of the guys in my league, you know, they're all – they're really down on him now because of the addition of Julio. Like, I've got guys in my league talking about drafting Julio over – in the second round over A.J. Brown. Yeah, I I love A.J. Brown. And also, like, and part of the draft strategy is, like, if you've been playing with these guys for a long time – Get to know your league mates. Get to know your tendencies, yeah. uh, your opponent's tendencies, because I've got a couple guys in this big league. I know who's going to be taking a tight end no matter what in the first or second round. I know who's going to be jumping early for Mahomes. I, know, I mean, I just know how a lot of these guys draft. Grant, I'm the green check mark. You're the blue check mark. We are both completely in agreement on JK. Blue check mark for you, green for me. Carter, green for me, blue for you. We're both on board. Sermon, what are your thoughts on Sermon? Are you liking his value at potentially eighth round and redraft maybe higher? Or are you kind of like, I don't like that cloudy situation? Tentatively, right now, I don't like it. I don't like the situation. I think they rotate backs too much. Having said that, he's going to be the starter next year. There's no doubt. Raheem Mostert cannot stay healthy. Jeff Wilson did a good job as a filler role, but he's not a lead back. Trey Sermon's going to be the guy. But it's going to take him... 10, 11, 12 games to, to get to there. And even then, they're going to rotate a lot. So you want to so you want to avoid? I think for 20, for 20, I, w- I would avoid him in the eighth round. But if you give me, you give me a Trey Sermon in the 12th or 13th, I'm jumping on it all day. Yeah, I love, but not Ser- in the eighth. I love Sermon because in the eighth round, you're talking about, like I'll go, go to an ADP ranking right here. Eighth round, you're talking about, you know, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, uh, Hunter Henry, Stafford, Fuller, Maybe Judy and I and I do like when you get to a point where like Judy's there, I want Judy over him. But once you once a couple of my favorite guys that are right around that eighth round range are gone, like Sermon to me is worth the risk because I can pair another player later. Like let's say instead of going with a a, a, a Tyler Boyd who I don't hate, you know, or a Cortland Sutton who I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, you're gonna take Sermon over Sutton? I would because a couple rounds later. I'm still a believer in a couple of these guys like LaVisca Chenault or uh, potentially Curtis Samuel or maybe even uh, a wide receiver like, I don't know, like Mike Williams way later and then take the upside player. But I get your concern. A lot of people agree with you. This is one player I feel like there's so much default amount of hate embedded in his value that I don't think he climbs unless he gets like handed the starting job before week one. I don't think he climbs much more. I think people are there's still enough people pulling and dragging down his value. But if like he does something special in the next couple weeks and months, he steamrolls over somebody and there's footage of it, or you know he bench presses a Subaru, like then we're gonna have his value skyrocket. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know I love the guy. Do you love him at 3.4, 3.2, 3.8 like I do? Or are you kind of like, that's about right, and I, I like a couple other guys better? So I love him at the 3.1, uh, and that's my backup option for that league I'm talking about. 
if J.K. Dobbins is gone in the second round, I'm taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over guys like Miles Sanders. I'm taking him over Josh Jacobs. I'm taking him over, you know, those guys in that range. And so I think he's going to have – his line is 10 times better this year than what he had last year. It's his second year under the belt – or he's got – yeah, it's his second year in the system. He's had a lot of time to uh, know the offense. And honestly, they've got to do a better job of protecting Mahomes and getting the ball out of the field. You know, going YOLO and throwing the ball deep every play is fun, but you're going to get your quarterback, quarterback killed. And he's a $300, $400 million man. They're going to need to start throwing, dumping the ball off like they did to Kareem Hunt three years ago, and they're going to make a lot of hay with that this year. So I really am expecting CEH to have a huge uptick in receptions or at least targets, and I think that with – I think he's going to be the guy. I think Darrell Williams will snipe a little bit, but they cut Le'Veon Bell, Darwin Thompson, and he's – that that's, that's a non-factor. Yeah. I like it. This is probably one of my favorite, favorite players – in 2021 yep. given ADP weight against upside and potential like you know ceiling value because he's protected at 3.4 3.5 wherever you're getting him he's protected into like if he if he if he has a disappointing year let's say he's not involved in PPR work like we expect let's say he only gets eight touchdowns and he gets his usual yardage with just a little bit of an uptick everywhere because he was a rookie and he got hurt um you're getting your value back, like right there. But this guy, if he gets involved in the in the PPR game, which I fully believe he will, I think people that speak about Andy Reid making a determination that he failed as a goal line back, failed as a PPR back, like people speaking for Andy Reid as if they know what he's thinking when he said this is the best running back, better than Brian Westbrook that I've seen come out of college and I trust and believe in him. And he had a successful year as a rookie. He didn't fail. He just didn't live up to the hype that we all thought was going to happen that I believe will happen this year. And so, like, he's protected. Like, you're you're getting it unless he gets hurt, which you can't predict or, or, or figure out, you know, ahead of time. It, unless he gets hurt, he's earning this value at 3.5. I love him. He could win a league. Um, You got to go, Grant? Um, uh, trying to see. I've got... No, I'm good. I just got I just got to the house. We've got painters in the gym, so I didn't know who was in my gym. <laughs> Some some guy so. Grant's got a green screen gym now. This uh, this is next thing you know. What Grant, you're going to tell me you're getting on on a, on a private plane. Um, you know, there's going to be some kind of green screen uh, uh, vehicle and 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 some kind of I don't know. Grant, you know, the people still love you, even though you you definitely mislead me on where you're at, wherever you're at. We still love you and appreciate you, Grant, and uh, the the people are. We got a super chat here. Somebody said five. Here's a five dollar super chat. Welcome back, Grant. Thanks for the jersey donation. The green screen driving background is pretty lame, though. I know. All right, so here we go. Since I am at the house, oh sure. Uh huh. Yeah. We're gonna go on a. We're gonna go on a tour real quick. Okay. Yeah. Show show so, us this. Of all the jer- I collect a lot of jerseys and stuff like that. So, matter of fact, I'm going to my garage. So I'll turn it around. This is actually the DK jersey right here that I'm shipping to Smitty tomorrow. So we will see. You there, Smitty? Yeah, I'm here. Can you see me? Smitty, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you see me? I I think Grant's pretending to have some sort of background. Look, he, he disconnects like, oh, yeah, 
I'm going to go into the to the house where all the jerseys are. And then conveniently, conveniently, it cuts out when he's about to show us where he lives. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, can... Sorry, can you hear yeah, me con- conveniently, it cuts out, Grant, right when you're about to show us your background. Um, I think all we're... Right. Oh, look at this Photoshop. All right, so here we are. Look at this Photoshop. Uh, this is nice, Grant. You're just showing us a photo of a bunch of jerseys. Yeah. Not, so not... I had, I had a, a pretty good long list of jerseys to choose from that I was going to give away, but since I really uh, I like my man DK Metcalf, I wanted to go ahead and give the people what they wanted. I wanted to have a good token, a good prize. And honestly, if you're going to get, if you're going to be in the league, you need to have a good reason to compete hard. And considering I'm the champion, yeah, I'll always put my money where my mouth is. So, well, I was willing to donate for a good cause. Even though we we do see the Photoshop background, we do appreciate yeah. the actual live jersey that you did, uh, you did get and provide. And so, everyone, if you want to be in the door league, all you have to do is drop a twenty dollars super chat. We got very limited spots left. We're almost full. I write your name in permanent marker on the door for life. So when I walk out, I see your name. Like I see Bender. I see Zach. I see uh, Kenny Powers. I see D2W Stu, Terry Roberts, all these names. Every every time I walk out of the studio and you get a spot in the door league, limited spaces left. We'll do another league after if you if we get overflow, which we will because it's only July uh, 8. But we'll do another league. But for the DK Metcalf jersey, we got 40 spots. We're almost full. $20 super chat gets you. Let me show the DK Metcalf jersey. I got the video right here. Right here. Look at that bad boy right there. Grant's giving away this jersey to the winner. If you can take his crown from him. It's going to be hard, guys. You know, what can I say? And uh, we'll do a random draft order online. I'll, I'll flip the screen around or, or, or share screen and show the randomization of the draft order. But it'll definitely be uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I don't know what pick I'd want with the third round reversal. You only get three players. If you draft a, a Joe Mixon and he gets hurt, he's going to screw you, Uzi. Um, or if if you draft like a, a potentially injury prone guy. Or a guy that, that, like, I don't know, throw a couple guys out that you might, like, be a little weary of in this format. You get three guys, can't miss time. Like, Chubb? Would Chubb be a guy? I'd be worried about Chubb. You know, it, I always hate predicting injuries. Like, Miles Sanders would be a guy <clears throat> I would probably be avoiding. Mixon would be a guy. Um, and honestly, Saquon Barkley, as much as it pains me because he's my guy, you know, coming off an ACL injury, those guys always pull hamstrings. Always. And he's got huge quads, so... I, I think, honestly, Saquon's going to be missing some time this year, so I would probably avoid him. Can you show us the goat wall you got, this green screen goat wall that you got right I, here? You got Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, that's, and Br- like that's, so that's pretty, a black Mamba jersey. That's pretty impressive uh, uh, Photoshop, bro. That those would, be, those would be really nice to have on a real wall. Man, look at that, Brady. I'm coming. Man, that's, that's a, that is a lineup, man. That is a lineup. George, who, who else, if you could pick one other person that needs to be on that goat wall, who, who would it be? Well, I've got Tiger Woods right here. Okay. So, Griffey. I mean, look at this. Griffey. And then where you're really going to freak some people out. So at my wedding, my wife always calls me her unicorn. This is probably has nothing to do with fantasy football, but it's kind of funny. So her maid of honor, her husband at the time, 
um, photoshopped my head onto a unicorn man on the big poster and presented it to me at the best man speech. And so he actually presented this to me in front of my wedding. And wow. so everybody at the wedding actually like signed it and everything else. So believe it or not, of all the cool stuff I have in here, that stupid unicorn picture is by far my favorite thing in the makeup. That thing, that, what is that a praise for? Oh, the unicorn prices. You, you couldn't you couldn't pay enough money to have that photo. <laughs> if the place is on fire in this digital that's world. The first, that's, that's the first thing I'm going for is that unicorn picture. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I got to go. Uh, hey, uh, Jerry yeah. Taylor just dropped a 20 spot. He wants in the door league. We're going to put him on the door. Grant, I appreciate you. Come take Grant's jersey. Go to... Grantland Part 2, Part 2, Grantland Part 2, go to his site. Uh, Grant, you're gonna are you going to be cranking out any content here for 2021 soon? Yeah, I've still got all my old stuff up, and I, I took down a lot of the stuff from last year, so it's pretty bare bones right now, but I'd say within the next two or three weeks, I'm going to have a lot of content. Um, I'm going to have my revised draft strategies, stuff like that on there, so I should in about two or three weeks have a lot of stuff up. All right, Grant, I appreciate you. Ter Terry Roberts dropping another super chat. Terry Roberts is on the door twice. But uh, awesome. these guys want the jersey. They they more importantly want to take you down. Negative Noah in here in the chat, always negative, says that you're easy work. That he Sounds good. Hey, I like that the man's overconfident. You know, what can I say? I'll take advantage of it. <laughs> he, he, he thinks you're easy work, Grant. You only beat out 96 people, 95. Only, only. It's no big deal. Only, no big deal. All right, Grant, appreciate you. I appreciate it. See y'all. Grantland Part Two. Go follow my boy Grant. All right, let's let's write this name up here, Jerry. Um, Grant's going down. Says Jerry. Did he forget Romo? <laughs> Austin, Austin. All right, Jerry Taylor. Hey, Terry Roberts, I appreciate you. Uh, Jerry Taylor, you're going on the door, bro. Uh, DM me on IG, please. DM me on IG right now. Uh, let me see if I can put the door up. Okay, so I need to have... I need to have... Where did I write this? Grant, Grantland up there. There was somebody else we added earlier. Who was it? Who was it? I don't know. Okay, this one is for Jerry Taylor. Jerry, I appreciate you, Jerry. You're going to go right between Jordan and Watson. I'm sorry about that. We're going to replace the Watson sticker soon. <laughs> Jerry, you're, you're on the side of Michael Jordan and uh -oh, below Michael Jordan. Taylor. And then who was it that just super chatted before that? It was, uh, who was it? I forget who it was, but hey, DM me, bro. Who was the other one? Let me look and see. Zachary, Linton, Zachary. Zachary, DM me on IG and, and, uh, and Jerry Taylor, DM me on IG right now. Respect Grant. 
badass jersey. Thank you, Terry, again. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Kenny, for the super chat. And let's get back to the show, will we? Uh, we're talking about... Um, I'm going to pull up my IG real quick and see if you guys sent me a DM. I got Linton. Linton, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, what's your email? Um... All right, back to what I was saying about. Let's go to the board. Let's go over. Let's go over a little bit of draft strategy in a minute. Um, the news. Let me break down the news real quick. Javonta Williams, like I said, my favorite, probably my favorite running back to have at running back two this year. We'll go over some draft strategies relating to uh, Javonte Williams and where to draft him. Hit the thumbs up if you're new to the show or you just walked in and you don't know to wipe your feet. When you enter the facility, the thumbs up helps the channel. Please punch it. And, uh... Web, um... Web, send me a DM or an email real quick. Miko Hardman in the news. Look, I'm gonna say this right now. He's fast. He's fast. He's like, he's Tyreek Hill fast. I don't know who's faster. Probably Tyreek Hill, but Nico Harmon. Uh, actually, I think Nico Harmon might be faster. I think he might have won uh, in a race, or I, I forget what happened on that, but Nico Harmon's fast. That doesn't mean he's the best wide receiver in the world. Doesn't mean he's going to be the number two. He's currently, according to the Athletic, um, entering training camp as the Chiefs wide receiver two. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. But I feel like I feel like Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle have more appeal for right now. So I'm gonna tell you right now, don't overdraft Meikle, but definitely start considering him in the running to be the wide receiver two in, in KC. But don't be shocked if it's Byron Pringle. He was he was a, a, a super targeted um, recently in camp and then I think he's just one of those guys that uh that I think could surprise and I think Demarcus Robinson could too so I'm kind of torn as to who will be the wide receiver too but I really like me some Pringle or Demarcus Robinson very very late like one of the ra- last rounds taking a wide receiver I don't know that I'm taking Michael Harmon high until I see more I don't know if you guys have seen the footage I don't know how much of it is just somebody cutting up the wrong clips for Cam Newton and the right clips for Mac Jones, but there's there's footage out there of Cam Newton dropping back, overthrowing his receiving target by like five feet over his head, uncatchable, untouchable ball in the back of the end zone, then Mac Jones hitting, hitting the throw. Then on the other side of the field, same thing, running, using the sideline, or using the back of the end zone, sails over the receiver's head, and, and then Mac Jones hitting it again could be complete like you know cutting and editing of the wrong plays and right plays together but everything I'm kind of hearing is Cam Newton is not looking good and Mac Jones is looking better and I I, I don't see a world where Mac Jones doesn't eventually take over and start games for the for the New England Patriots in 2021. And as much as I give Mac Jones a bunch of hate, I've done a lot of funny memes about him. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I, I really hope that he 
can prove all, all the haters wrong about. He's got the Brady bod coming into the draft. He's not ripped. He looks kind of goofy, but yet he's potentially a pretty efficient guy, I think, in this system. And I hope that he proves people wrong. I hope Mac Jones ends up becoming really, really good. But there's a lot of evidence so far that suggests that Cam Newton's not going to last the season. If he even starts for very long, if he even starts at all. I mean, Cam Newton looks really bad right now from what I'm seeing. But again, it could be a lot of like trickery going on media-wise in terms of what is being you know, cut up and, and thrown out there. But Cam doesn't look good. And not to mention, Cam is going to be looking over his shoulder, kind of like Jimmy G will be. And it's not going to probably end well for either one of them. Uh, Athletic, again, believes that Henry Ruggs is the one receiver we can lock in for a lot of targets. This is coming from the Athletic, not coming in from um, anybody else. So this is their speculation. I have to say that I'm not a believer... In Ruggs, I'm not a believer that he will be revived unless Aaron Rodgers gets traded to Las Vegas. I'm just not a huge Henry Ruggs fan. He's very athletic, very talented, but I don't think the Raiders are going to produce a wide receiver that has ultra-efficient and consistent production in 2021. I'm not saying he couldn't eventually become really good, but he doesn't feel like a guy that's about to take a huge second year leap yeah Kenny Powers Edwards might be more attractive there in 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 Las Vegas than than Ruggs in my opinion but I don't know that I like I like either as any kind of like guy I'm counting on it's Waller and that's it it's Drake potentially as the number two receiving option I just don't I don't I don't know that I'm feeling the Ruggs hype and this particular report if you go on to further read it uh from Roto World that says that that uh, that I they they're assuming that because there's so much pressure for Rugs to deliver that that's why Gruden's going to lock him in for for a, a significant amount of targets or can be the guy that's locked in for uh, the the bulk of the targets at the wide receiver position. I don't think Gruden thinks like that. I don't think Gruden is worried about what people are going to think. Gruden, if he likes him, he's our football player. Gruden loves everybody, number one. Gruden, you can ask Gruden, hey, Gruden, your backup fullback, is he good? He's the best player on the team. That's how Gruden talks about everybody. We don't know what Gruden's really thinking. He loves everybody, yet he yells at everybody, too. So he's a confusing man. But I don't think, I'm not trusting what Gruden thinks is needs to happen, happen's going to happen. Not to mention, do I think Ruggs can even deliver, even if you force feed him? I don't particularly love him in 2021, so... I could be wrong on that. Let's go over some draft strategies. So drafting, drafting, drafting. Let's talk about what are some of the best draft strategies in 2021. We can go over. You guys tell me what pick you want me to mock here. And I will mock draft um, based on that. Or I will, I will project based on the, the draft selection. So somebody throw out a draft pick. And I will try and draft from that that slot and tell you who I think would be a fantastic grab at that draft slot. 1.7. I got two 1.7 picks. So we're talking about a little bit below halfway, a little bit above halfway, a little bit below halfway, a little bit above, and a little bit below. So this would be round one. 
This would be round two. This would be round three. This would be round four. This would be round five. Probably my favorite off the top of my head at number seven. There are a couple different ways you could go. One, I think Elliot falls. I'll do 10 next, Terry. 10 will be next. I think... Let's see. I'll do pick 10 next. I think... That you could go a couple different ways. One, Jonathan Taylor or Zeke is probably going to land in that spot. And if they don't, if you are forced to go Chubb or Akers or something like that, I'm going Diggs. So I'm going to give you two different options here. And I know seven is high for Diggs, but I'd rather take Diggs or Adams. And a lot of people are like, I'm not touching Adams until that situation gets ironed out. Diggs to me is, I don't really care if... People think I'm reaching on them. I don't care. I, I give literally two craps what people think when I feel like I'm getting a guy a little early, but he's going to be the number one guy, and I don't think I'm going to be disappointed. I love Diggs. He's not too early at number seven. If things aren't falling the way they should be falling, if you can get a Jonathan Taylor, when I look at ADP, Jonathan Taylor or Elliott are typically there. So you don't really have to go digs. I'm just telling you he'd be my backup plan if I didn't get Zeke. So if I got Zeke right here, that gives me a lot of flexibility. It's preferable at number seven to get Zeke than it is digs here because you can get a DK or you can get a AJ Brown or Ridley um, or you could go Gibson. So let's go first with the Zeke DK. And then right here, let's assume we get Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We may not, but he does sometimes fall to that range. Nine, I don't know, eight times out of ten, I'm going Lamb or Josh Allen in the fourth round just because the values are so crazy. So if it's Lamb, I don't I don't stray away from going Herbert here. This is high for some people. I don't care. He's, he still feels like the best player available. That is a fire start. That is a fantastic team. DK and Lamb at wide receiver. Clyde and Zeke at, at running back. Herbert at quarterback. I don't mind if you go a different player here, but I, I just I just love Herbs in the fifth round if this is the way that falls. You could go Javante Williams and Allen. This might be the better team in some respect, but you only have one wide receiver, but you'd have to get a wide receiver potentially right here. But I love that squad. That squad would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. Now let's say that it went... Let's say we had to take... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's go this route. So we got Zeke. Zeke. Gibson. Zeke and Gibson. Justin Jefferson. Allen and Javonta Williams. That team is absolute straight fire. Straight fire. Josh Allen, that is. And you could take Keenan Allen there if you felt too. But Josh Allen at quarterback, Gibson and Zeke at running back. This is the one scenario where I actually love, like going running back, running back. I don't like going running back, running back every time. I don't force that. I don't, you know, make sure. That, let me put this 10 over here so I don't confuse you guys. So I don't force that. 
I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that says you've got to go robust running back. You got to take the running back, running back. No, no, no. It's best player available. And if it's Gibby, it's Gibby. Okay. I'm not worried about taking Gibson in the second round at all. I'll take Gibson as high as 2.1. I'll take him anywhere in that second round. I love Gibson there. That would be a phenomenal start. But let's just say you had, let's say the running backs didn't fall right. You don't feel comfortable with Barkley. You don't feel comfortable with Zeke Elliott. You're just a very, very uh, skeptical person of, of the running backs that are on the board. Let's force wide receiver in round one. Even if it's digs and you think it's too early, I don't I don't care. Let's force it and see how it looks and tell me if you feel like it's bad. So if you went Gibby with this pick here, you went digs. And let's say you got Jefferson here. And you got Allen. And let's say Devonta Williams. That's phenomenal too. Diggs, Gibby, Jefferson, Josh Allen. I love that. I love that. It. I like going CD Lamb here though. If you're you're able to get Lamb, and you can get Herbs later, or you get Javonta Williams here. And you get Hertz or Burrow here. You know, or Burrow even around later. I like that too. I like that too. But Diggs, Gibson, Jefferson, Lamb. There's nothing wrong with this start in 2021. And and I think Diggs is very, very undervalued in the 8 to 12 range. If I'm drafting at 8 to 12 and I have any worries whatsoever, Diggs is my safety net. Diggs is where I gravitate toward if I want to get back to some... Uh, I want a secure player. I want a guy that feels round one worthy. I like Diggs. Diggs to me is 8 to 12 worthy. No question about it. All right, number. right, let's go from the 10 spot. That was what Terry wanted to throw out there. From the 10 spot. So the 10 spot, Terry, would give us this pick. I'm sorry, this pick. Um, this pick, this pick, this pick. I love Elliot, bro. People are sleeping on Ezekiel Elliott. I agree. I agree, Christian. Okay. Oh, you you saying Eckler. Eckler. Yeah, Ek- I don't mind Eckler in, in this range, bro. Eckler can go in that range. Just because I said Gibby didn't mean I don't like Eckler. Eckler's fine there. Don't take Eckler in the first round. You don't have to. He's never going in the first round. So you'd be wasting your your, your value. But Eckler, second round, absolutely. What makes you think Jefferson is going in round three? It depends on your league, bro. We, got, we get him in round three all the time. And then there's a lot of times that you're drafting with like-minded people like us, Elgin. They're not going to let you get Jefferson in, in round three but he falls to the top of round three like clockwork outside of communities that get graced with with our mock drafting presence bro he falls to the top of the three all the time he eventually won't but he does um so from the 10 spot even more so the reason to go digs bro terry i love digs right here um So put Diggs there. 
I still think Gibson at this this spot is a good pick. You could go um, Harris. It's a little early there for Harris. You can't even read that because of the things in the way. I'm sorry. This could be Gibby or Harris. Some might say Acres. I'm just not a big believer in Acres. I, I'd take Acres in this bottom part of the second round, but I'm just not. You guys know by now, and I don't need to explain it over and over. I have my doubts about Acres anywhere at like 13, 14, especially in the first round. But that's me. Trust your gut. But I, I think there are players that I'd rather have at the running back spot. Eckler probably being one of them. I'd rather have Eckler over Cam Akers. I'd rather have... I don't know how I feel about Aaron Jones. I'm more so at this point, if you land a running back here, let's say for whatever reason, Elliott falls, you're, you're probably better off taking a wide receiver here. So let's say you take Ridley. And then with this pick, I mean, honestly, it comes down to are people crazy enough in your league to let J.K. Dobbins fall? Probably not in most leagues, but he does fall there on occasion. If J.K.'s gone, then Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a great great pick right there. If Clyde's gone and Jefferson's not available, it's not crazy to go lamb, but it... You're more you're more better off trying to land him here, but that's not insane. Uh, running backs that could fall to that third round range. It looks like J.K.'s got a 3.3 ADP, so he could. I don't love I don't love the running backs right there. This is a tricky spot. This is a tricky draft pick. You gotta you gotta try your best. You're not forcing anything. You're taking best player available. But you got to try your best to land a running back with one of those two picks. Not necessarily both of them, but just one of those two picks. That way, in the third round, when you're staring at a a potential Mike Thomas or a Keenan Allen or Justin Jefferson, who has an ADP of 3.1, uh, to the comment earlier about how do you think you're going to get him in the third round, he's still an, AD, an ADP in a couple formats at 3.1, 3.4. But, you know, you could go Keenan Allen here. That's not a bad start. And then in the fourth round, whether it's Hunt or or Mike Davis a little bit later, I've seen people in the fourth round grab, let's see what where ADP value has, like a Montgomery, Monty. That's not a bad that's not a bad start. Monty, Elliott, Ridley, Allen. I don't love that though. I'd almost rather like yeah, if you're getting if you're getting a CEH here. Or, or a JK, you're cleaning up. But past that, this round is the tricky round for this pick. Because, like, literally, when you get to this pick, the 10th pick in the third round, it's a tough spot. You could have literally everybody sniped right here at this spot. It looks like a face. You could have everybody sniped at this pick. I almost say, if you've got the 10 pick, Terry, if you've got the 10 pick, I would much rather you in the third round move up to the top of the third and give up like a, an eighth rounder and just get rid of the eighth rounder or ninth rounder just for like a move up because this is such a critical point you're talking about the difference between a J.K. Dobbins and a Monty 
in the third round. You're talking about uh, a, a potential Justin Jefferson or a wide receiver in the third round like A-Rob, who I, I don't hate A-Rob, but I just don't want him as my third round pick. I'd rather have a Justin Jefferson. So this third round pick from anywhere from like 3.4 up, let's, look, let's analyze just the third round. So here's round three. 3.1, 3 3.2, 3.3, 3 .3, on down to 3.11, 3.12. Here's the third round, okay? I feel like right about here at 3.4 is where the cutoff gets real. It gets crazy. You've got the MTs about to go off the board or, or off the board. AJ Brown cuts it close sometimes in that range. Uh, sometimes DK or Ridley fall one of the two sometimes. Jefferson's right on that range. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is right there. You've got a grip, J.K. Dobbins. This range right here is so critical. There's nothing more valuable, in my opinion, in terms of a micro move like Clyde Boy, a micro movement. There's nothing more critical to your team build than to move like a, a 3.10, like Terry's asking me to do the mock from the 3.10. Moving that up to the top of the third at 3.1, 3.2. That's such a critical move. That's worth getting rid of an entire eighth round pick because you're, you're, you're getting back in this bubble, this tier of elite players that are left that when you think about it, what, what do each of these guys have in common? They all have the potential to sneak into the top five of their position. MT, as much as you hate him, doubt him, still could sneak into the top five of the wide receivers. He could. JK could be a top five running back. Clyde Edwards-Alaire could be a top five running back. AJ Brown could be a top five running back or wide receiver. Justin Jefferson could be a top one to five wide receiver. You know, I still, if you can't move, I still like Lamb. If Lamb's there for this one point or three point one zero spot, I feel like I like him in the top of the fourth more because he can just hit a home run for you a little bit better. But this would be a worst case scenario pick for me. But I much much rather you trade this pick up and get that three point one. Just see if you can do a little micro movement. Uh, Monty, I don't know how I feel about Monty. He's got Nagy calling plays in 2021. Um, I don't know. Monty's a tough guy. Monty, like looking at the ADP. So you got Monty. Let's write. Let's do a little game. Let's make this a new series. Okay. Who do I love right around Monty's value more than Monty? Uh, give me J.K. Dobbins. Give me Harris. Give me Clyde. Not in any particular order, really. Obviously, Gibson. But we don't need to even write Gibson. Like, clearly, Gibson. You know, all those guys up. Uh, who do I like below Monty? Probably 
seen. Oh, I'm going to do this in red. Probably Miles Sanders. I'd like below Monty. Jacobs. Um, Gaskin. I don't know about Hunt. I'd almost put Hunt and Monty up here together. Let's see. You know who I think is interesting? Guys that I'm not sure. I like Mike Davis. I like... I like James Robinson. But I don't know that I like him more than Monty and Hunt. But I, I really feel like these guys are very good running backs when you're in emergency and you're at round four, five, six, and you screwed up at your running back drafting spots and you're like trying to make up for it. These guys feel like the best bang for the buck. Javante Williams as well, obviously. So. You got Javante Williams, Hunt, Monty, Mike Davis, J-Rob. These are kind of like your saving uh, grace players. But I don't love Sanders, don't love Gaskin, don't love, don't love Jacobs. Like Davis. Swift. You guys aren't going to like this, but... I don't believe in Swift. Would I take him in the fifth round? Yeah, but he's not falling to me in the fifth round. And I don't care. I'm not taking him. I'm not forcing Swift just because opportunity's there. Opportunity was there for Sanders last year. And where did that get people? I feel like Swift is a whole bunch of, of Miles Sanders just waiting to happen. ETN. Um, I, put, I wouldn't put ETN... I'll put ETN down here, but I, but I like him. You know, I like ETN. I just would put him down there. I like Hunt. Nagy just worries me, man. I mean, Monty finished number four out of all running backs last year. He, he deserves a little bit more respect. Punch the thumbs up on your way in the door. Uh, it's time for Fantasy Football Court. So... Get your questions ready. Punch them into the chat and ask away. It is fantasy football court time, baby. Hit me with it. Fantasy football court is in session. First question of the day comes from Kenny Powers who asks Smitty Gibson or CEH I love Clyde Edwards Alaire bro love him top 5 to 10 running back upside but so does Gibby and Gibby I'm taking a whole round ahead of Clyde it's no disrespect to Clyde a lot of it has to do with ADP the fact that we've got to take Gibson ahead of Clyde could Clyde outscore him sure but I'm still drafting Gibby 
I'm still feeling good about Gibby. I feel like Gibby's the safer guy. Give me Gibson over Clyde, but give me both, bro. Don't make me choose. Contempt for making me choose between two players that I like, Kenny. Love them both, bro. But Gibby's 2.1 worthy. 2.1 worthy. Why take digs when wide receivers are so deep and running backs are not, says Leonardo. Um, bro, it comes down to best player available to me. You will find that about my content as you watch more and more of my content. It doesn't matter running back, wide receiver. I don't draft a position ever, Leonardo, ever. I don't say I'm going to draft a running back. I don't discriminate against running back or wide receiver. I understand that I've got to draft and assemble a certain team. But when you start factoring in a position over talent and you start putting yourself in a, in a box where you have to then later on take a certain position again because you went with a certain position early, you're all of a sudden doing the thing where you're avoiding a player because of a bye week or because you might have two players on the same team and you're not making the right decision when on the clock at the right time. I'm not saying I don't like running back, bro. I'm not saying when things aren't all equal, I won't potentially go running back over wide receiver and understand the concept that's been shoveled out there for 20 straight years. I've been doing this. This is like year 19 for me. And so I'm not new to this. And when people suggest that, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because everybody knows that running backs need to be taken. And Leonardo, this is not attacking you or it's it's more so the topic that if you take the best player available every time you're on the clock, it's as simple as that, Leonardo. You will have the best team you can assemble. And while you may create a hole in your lineup, okay? So you have digs. You have digs, bro, that you take at pick 11. Okay. Instead of doing acres and everyone's like, oh, he, he passed on acres. Then you come and get your player here that you love. Okay. Let's say you go early on Gibson. I'm fine with that. I love Gibson anywhere from 2.1 or 2.2 down to 2.12. As you start taking the best player available, maybe Justin Jefferson falls to this pick and you get Jefferson, bro. Now you're in a bind because you got one running back, right? I don't care because I love, secretly love, Javonta Williams as a potential breakout top 10, top 8 to 12 running back. And when you're prepared to find those players that have the value like Javonta Williams, and maybe you don't like Javonta Williams, again, use the theory, not the player. Maybe it's Mike Davis. Maybe it's a, a rotation of guys. But when you have a guy like Mike Davis or Javante Williams or whoever you like, or maybe Montgomery's your guy and he falls, or Kareem Hunt's your guy and he falls, if you like that player as much as a lot of the players people are taking in the second round range, you can clean up if you're dominating at every pick, you're, at every turn. When you're on the clock, are you taking the best player available? So you're not wrong in that drafting a running back early on is good. It can be very good. In fact, when you come away with a running back wide receiver or wide receiver running back, you are put in a much better position to maneuver downstream in round three and four where position of need doesn't hurt you or influence you too much. Really has wide receiver one overall 
potential. I love Ridley at 12, 13. I don't stray away from that at all. What would... Okay, next question. Ball's life. What do we do about Pittsburgh wide receivers? Bro, I don't go near them. I don't go near them unless Claypool's falling to wide receiver 3-4 value where I can get him and be like, okay, I got bye weeks. This guy's going to my lineup or I got injuries. He's my number three wide receiver. He could be the leading touchdown guy on that team in terms of the receivers. I'm not going near Deontay Drop Johnson who got peppered with targets from Big Ben like crazy last year. I understand the statistical information that's floating around out there. I do my research too. But guess what? Deontay Johnson is going to probably let people down that are counting on like high-end wide receiver two numbers. If you like Deontay late, I'm fine with that too. But Deontay's going really early. Some people are calling him a wide receiver one and they're drafting Deontay super high. And Juju's not going away. Big Ben's arm is going away. It's falling apart right before our eyes. And if anybody thinks Big Ben could just continue to feed and pepper Deontay and everybody else with targets while the offense transitions to a more heavy, run-heavy approach that does struggle with offensive line issues, what happens when your offensive line struggles? You have not so quick of a release. What happens when you don't have a quick release? You get sacked. What happens when you get sacked? You don't move the chains. When you don't move the chains, you don't get near the end zone. When you don't get near the end zone, Deontay Johnson doesn't catch touchdown passes. The only guy probably likely to grab them on any consistent basis will be Claypool, who is a alpha big-bodied wide receiver that will go up and get an errant thrown Big Ben pass because Big Ben's accuracy is going to diminish right before our eyes. Deontay Johnson has a lot of roadblocks in his way, a lot of red flags. I'm not saying he's not talented, but I don't go near Deontay at his current value. Elgin. Smitty, pick two. MTJK, Justin Jefferson. Very, very easy call for me. Justin Jefferson, then JK, then Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas has some risk. I like him, but I definitely feel like that would be my order. And you can get JJ and J JK and JJ on the same team at the two, three round turns very easily. So that's a great second and third round pick. Uh, Deontay is by far my most difficult projection. I agree. Not going near him. So does Harris fall be, uh, because of Pittsburgh is just that bad? Here's my take on Harris, Cat Van. Will Harris survive and do well? I believe he will. Will Harris be ultra efficient? I think at times he will. At times he will make his own way. Not, I don't even want to mention his name because people are going to take this the wrong way. Hold on. We got a we got a we got a twenty dollars super chat. Send me a DM right now. I don't know how to say your name. JK. We'll call you Jacob. Jacob, send me a DM on Instagram right now. I'm writing you on the board. J space Cobb. I'm just gonna put Jacob and you'll find Jacob. Jacob. We're on the board, bro. We're on the board. Welcome to the door league, baby. Welcome to the door league, Jacob. Um, Jacob. <laughs> Welcome, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, right next to Vag. 
Madge and Jacob are right next to each other. <laughs> we we appreciate you. Um, DM me right now, bro. And you're in the door league. For those that want to know, you drop a $20 super like Jacob and Vag did. And Roberts, everybody in here, you're going to get in the door league. But I need a DM, bro. Okay, so back on the, on the point here with, uh, and I appreciate you. Back on to the point here with Harris. What I'm saying is, will Harris be as efficient as he can be? No. Well, in retrospect, will we be able to say, man, if Harris could have got better blocking, his yards per carry would have been freaking instead of 4.3, it would have been 4.9 or 5.2. Yes. So Harris will be held back for sure. But will he still produce high-end running back two numbers, maybe running back one numbers? Probably. He'll get enough volume. He'll probably just be fed a ton versus being fed a little less with a more consistent and effective offense that would get him in scoring position without all of the attempts. So he will be grinded into the ground. So Harris will be very effective. He'll have games where he gets held back because of that freaking offensive line. It's not going to be as bad as I think people are projecting, but Harris will definitely be a... He'll struggle to get his numbers, but he will get his numbers. Put him in a different offense, better offensive line, his numbers would be even better. So that's the best way I can describe Harris. And because of those struggles, I don't think anybody in redraft should be making Harris their number one pick. He's a mid-second round pick, pretty safe mid-second round pick. I like Gibson better. I almost like JK a little more right now than Harris. In fact, I do. And, and, and that makes it tough because I'm drafting J.K. as late as I can. He sometimes falls to 3.1, which is what I love about J.K. But I almost feel a little bit better about taking J.K. over Harris right now in redraft, not in Dynasty. Dynasty, I like him about the same. You bet, Cat fan. Smitty, help. Cream Hunt or Miles Sanders in 2021? I'm going Kareem Hunt, bro. He outscored Nick Chubb last year. Nick Chubb's still a worry for me in terms of staying healthy. Kareem Hunt's very effective in both the the passing game and rushing game. Kind of a guy that doesn't get great game scripted out. I worry about him sharing carries still. He was ultra effective last year in a sharing role. You can't always expect that to repeat year in and year out. You almost feel lucky that Hunt survived the way he did. And he played better when when Chubb was in there. I don't necessarily think you can take that and extrapolate it again and say, well, he does better. Like if Chubb were to go down, everybody's going to go, I got marker all over me. I don't think people are going to say, hey, if Chubb goes down, that's when we're going to get a better Kareem Hunt. I think if Chubb went down, Kareem Hunt would, would value would go through the roof. You might have a lot of people knee-jerk reacting to last year and going, well, when Chubb went down, Hunt wasn't extra effective. There are a lot of moving parts. How did the offense perform? What did the what were the play calls? Why didn't they at that time lean on, on, on Hunt differently or or call better plays, call better run plays for Hunt that were specific for Hunt? Were they just running the same thing that didn't cater to Hunt's skill set? Why didn't they pass to Hunt a whole lot more when Chubb was out? So don't extrapolate that and just say, oh, Hunt's bad with Chubb out, better with Chubb in. That's garbage. You want Kareem Hunt getting more carries and being the focal point. He won't be unless Chubb gets hurt, but I firmly believe Chubb is going to miss some time. He had his knee mangled in college. 
I'm surprised he's even playing on it, to be honest with it. His knee injury was that bad in college. And I give him a ton of credit for doing what he's done. But I worry about the knee, man. It feels like a ticking time bomb. On top of the fact that he hurt his other knee last year, his knees aren't going to be, uh, I think, the things I'm going to rely upon in 2021, especially with like 7, 8, 9 overall value. That's when I revert to a Diggs. Give me a Stefan Diggs and a running back like Gibson in round two over forcing Chubb in round one and taking a wide receiver in round two. I love the wide receivers in round two as well, though. It's not like Chubb and DK is going to disappoint you um, in terms of like coming out of the draft and being like, damn, I, I got sniped at wide receiver. You're going to love DK as your wide receiver one in the second round. But give me Diggs and Gibson. I like it better. Or give me Diggs and DK Metcalf, and I'll go... Maybe I get lucky and I get a CEH or a J.K. Dobbins in round three. And I get a Javonta Williams in five. I still get my Josh Allen at the end of the fourth round. I love that all day long. Um, Kenny Galladay or... Kenny Galladay or Godwin? This is a great question. And Justin, I'd be lying to you if I felt confident on one side or the other on this one, bro. Like we're talk you're talking about you're talking about a very, very tough question to answer. Galladay had if those of you don't that don't remember, Galladay had top six to ten wide receiver appeal in 2020, 2020 heading into the season. And he did get hurt, kind of felt like he was less hurt than he was leading on. He wanted out of Detroit. Nobody wants to be in Detroit. That's why I don't like Swift. It's a it's a mess over there. They dismantled the entire team. Like I, I love I love Hawkinson. I found Hawkinson. I can actually say that. For everybody in here that's gonna throw a little, oh, he thinks he found Hawkinson, like he's the only one that liked Hawkinson. I liked Hawkinson more than anybody in the industry. And I have proof of it because I finished number one on Fantasy Pros, number one in tight end rankings. In 2020, and I was the highest number one in the entire industry on my Hawkinson rank. I had Hawkinson higher than every single analyst in the fantasy football industry. It's locked in. It's been analyzed. It's on Fantasy Pros. Number one, not one single analyst had Hawkinson higher than I did. I had Waller, I think, higher than everybody too, or at least I was in that top two or three on Waller. I think I might have been one on Waller too. But I finished number one in the industry in tight end rankings. Number one. In 2018, I finished number one in tight end rankings across the entire industry. In the past three years, my average in the industry over three years is number one. So I have a little bit something to say when it comes to Hawkinson. Finding the next breakout tight end. Talking about who to maybe doubt a little bit. I like Hawkinson. Again, I found him. But it's worrisome what's going on in Detroit. You can't say, okay, well, he's going to get peppered with targets like crazy because he's the only option. You can't say that and not say, but will they move the chains? Will the targets be accurate? Just because a lot of targets are vacated by Galladay leaving whatever doesn't mean Goff's going to step in. 
all variables have to be equal. If you've ever run an, an experiment before, and I have a psych degree, you run experiments, you keep variables constant, you have uh, this variable here, that variable here, you have one thing that you alter and change, you can't run an experiment or an extrapolation uh, of data on Hawkinson's targets when you take the quarterback away, you dismantle the offense, you change everything, and then you just say, well, Hawkinson's going to get those targets. You don't even know if Detroit's going to have X number of targets to give up and distribute around. They won't move the football. Hawkinson's red zone opportunities are going to diminish. His good target volume is probably going to diminish. He might get overall more looks. Will they be errant passes from Goff that can't be catchable? Are they going to be, is it going to be like Mooney? Where Mooney had such good, like, looks, but uncatchable footballs thrown Darnell Mooney's way. Mooney, if you look at the data, Mooney should have been a superstar last year at wide receiver for the Bears. But he couldn't get a catchable football thrown his way for the life of him. And Hawkinson I like, but at the right value. I don't draft him in the fourth round. I don't draft him, like, in the top of the fifth. Hawkinson's going to have unfortunately a mess of a situation messing with him all year long and I forget why even oh Galladay I got on this point to talk about Galladay Galladay wanted out we we might be underestimating the potential value Kenny Galladay still has because he was top six to ten in fantasy football worlds walking into 2020 and now just because he vanished for a year because it's Danny Dimes who isn't a horrible quarterback. He's not great, but he's not a horrible quarterback. You've got Barkley. There's enough volume there for him. Gaudet could surprise. Uh, Godwin, it says Goodwin, but I know you mean Godwin. Godwin is tough because he's elite, but so is Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the most talented wide receivers in the league, but he doesn't produce fantasy football consistency or, or production. And it's time to give up on Odell Beckham Jr. You can't expect him to be a top 10 wide receiver anymore. And while I think Godwin shouldn't be thrown in that bucket yet, Godwin has a tough time staying healthy. There's a lot of competition for volume. Will Brady start throwing a little bit less? And you got to ask yourself, with Antonio Brown ready there to pounce on any opportunity, and I think he still has a lot left in the tank, it's tough for me to, to to love Godwin over Galladay. I'm gonna get a little bold here and admit that this feels a little bit like I'm 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 wavering. Okay, it's that close, but I'm gonna say Godwin. Long-winded answer, Godwin. Great question, Justin. Sorry it took me so long to get to my point. I got Galladay as my wide receiver four. I like that value, Nolan. That's fantastic. I think. To win, you need a top three tight end. Gives you such a huge advantage. Adam, you, you, That's no offense, Adam, but that's a very blanket statement. I think to win, you need a top three. No, you don't need... There's 100,000 ways to win, Adam. There's 100,000 ways to win, Adam. And having a top three tight end can help. But you know what? Also, Adam, a lot of people... This is not at you. This is at the industry. I'm not yelling at you right now. But a lot of people make you feel, Adam, that... If this works for one analyst or one person that they draft good by going early tight end, that it needs to be done by everybody. Adam, Bill, Steve, Philip, Karen, 
they might not be good at drafting tight end early. They might be horrible once you put them in a box and you take Kelsey at 11. And now what do they do? They're not good at assembling a team in that format. There are people out there, Adam, telling a lot of people this, that you should go with Kelsey at round seven. It's a t- statistical advantage. Like, it might be for you or John or Steve, and that's fine. Like, if you know how to navigate an early tight end drafting situation, but if you don't, there's so many people throwing a blanket statement over these kinds of things and telling people you've got to go robust RB running back, running back, or zero running backs, the only way to go. You got to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I feel like I'm the only one in the industry telling you that you have to draft best player available. That sometimes might lead to tight end in round three. It might sometimes lead to quarterback Mahomes in round three, late round three. It might lead you to go running back, running back. It might lead you to go zero running back in the first two rounds and go wide receiver, wide receiver. Bottom line is best player available should always be your guide. And that's all I'm going to say about that, young man. But I appreciate you, Adam. And maybe that works for you. Keep doing what works for you, Adam. If you dominate going tight end in in round two or three, you keep doing you, bro. You keep doing you. Trade Elliott for number one pick in Dynasty League was going to get Harris. Not sure. Now, I take Harris over Elliott in a Dynasty League all day long, so I would make that trade. If you've got yourself Tony Pollard, though, I will say insert caveat. If you've got Tony Pollard... You have a win-now team. There's a lot of cookies on the line, bro. Maybe you do roll with Elliott if you can win now. But if you're not looking like the top team heading into 2021 and ready to to dominate, it's probably better to go with that 1.1, bro. Get Harris on that roster or, you know, Chase isn't even out of the question. It depends on your team build. But Elliott's going to have diminished value in a year from today. And if you're not going to win, why hold the value of Elliott for one year at top six running back value when he'll look more like a six to ten guy next year? I thought you were pointing a gun at and just using a magic wand. This is a a mallet that I'm smoking on the show, bro. I have Kittle in both of my high stakes leagues so that's why i said it sorry adam don't say sorry to me for being dominant at drafting tight end early my point adam is if you dominate doing that keep doing it i'm just saying people talk about i was i was using you as a springboard bro that people talk about it as if it needs to happen for everybody adam know your strength as a fantasy football owner If you've been winning with Kittle on your team, I don't know how because he's been getting hurt. (laughs) But if you win going tight end early, bro, keep doing you. Adam, I'm proud of you, okay? Stick to your guns. If you do good drafting Mahomes at 3.2, don't listen to the hate. Do you. Thoughts on Dobbins and Swift. I think they are ranked too high. Um... Lemon, Pepper, I appreciate you. I'm going to say I agree on the Swift, okay? One count of acceptance. The other count is in contempt because J.K. Dobbins is falling into the third 3.1 range on more than one occasion, young man. Therefore, 
You are in contempt on your second prediction or comment here in thy court. J.K. Dobbins is confirmed a steal from anywhere from 2.12 on. Top 5 to 10 running back potential with risk baked in as your third drafted player at 3.1. Your third drafted player, you can afford to have a little bump in the road. He'll earn it. Don't you worry about it, bro. Don't you worry about it. Hold hold the beer. I'll draft JK. You watch. We'll, we'll let myself run the experiment. There's risk, though. Like, let's be honest, bro. Okay? There's risk. There's risk with anybody. Gus Edwards, JK could get hurt. Who the hell knows? No one knows the truth. Except for Marty McFly. Great Scott. He knows. The, the Gray's Book Sports Almanac, Marty. We have to get it. Everybody loved the Back to the Future reference last last time, so I thought I'd throw it in there again. Is Camaro with Winston or a healthy Barkley? Camaro with Winston or a healthy Barkley? I don't care about Winston or Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill or Winston. That doesn't determine whether I draft Camara number two overall. Camara is my number two overall 2021 overall ranked player. It doesn't matter. Taysom Hill, he had three touchdowns in Taysom Hill's four games. Camaro will be fine. Taysom Hill didn't know the offense from the quarterback perspective enough to know the plays that feed Camaro the football in the PPR avenues. So, no, I'm not judging Taysom Hill based on last year and not knowing the playbook and being thrusted into the lineup and having a makeshift system that still earned Alvin Kamara a record-breaking 83 receptions, his career high. The man has only pulled in 81 receptions, 81 receptions, 81 receptions in his first three seasons. Then last year in the season in question where everybody's worried about the fact that Taysom Hill came in and played four games. He not only gets 81, he gets two more. He gets 83. On top of that, the Saints ran the ball a whole lot more at the end of the year with Alvin Kamara. I believe in preparation for what's to come with the offense losing Drew Brees. Life without Drew Brees will have a lot more of Alvin Kamara on the ground, which is why you saw him rush for 150 yards in week six or week 16. And I think he had what five or six touchdowns? Like Alvin Kamara is gonna be used. This is a harbinger of things to come. Not 150 and six touchdowns, but the fact that they're gonna run him more on the ground. Alvin Kamara is gonna run a little more. The offense is gonna lean a little heavier run given they're moving on without Drew Brees. But make no mistake about it, it doesn't matter. Winston or Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill or Winston. If one of them's struggling and Kamara's not getting what he needs to have this team win, they'll switch him. If anything, it's really good because there are two quarterbacks. They can fail on one on one of them and have the other to kind of save the season. I don't mind at all drafting Kamara no matter what happens, he's my two. Barkley, I'm fading a little bit into the six or seven overall, maybe eight overall pick below Elliott because I can get Elliott and Pollard together. You can't get Barkley in, in what is backup? Who's his backup going to be? Nobody's going to help you. Whereas Pollard and Elliott are safer. Good question, though. Mr. B. Um... Yeah, Taysom Hill has been there for years, but this is the first offseason he's prepping as the starting quarterback. 
So he's focusing only on quarterback. He's been playing tight end, running back. Yeah, he's seen the plays. He's been on the other side of the plays. But learning the offense, how to throw the... When you're in a, when you're learning plays, Mr. B, from a, a running back, tight end, receiver perspective, and it's not involving you catching the football, then you're blocking or whatever. He's learning those plays from a different perspective to then step over in the quarterback spot and go, hey, remember B76, blue 35, cutthroat left? Yeah, remember when you were blocking and playing on your phone during that play? Well, guess what? Now you're delivering the football to an option left. Camara's open. You're going to hit him or you're going to roll to the right on like what do you how does being there as a tight end or receiver help you prepare for those plays from you know what I mean, Mr. B? He's learning the offense again. From the quarterback position, Taysom Hill gets no respect. They're paying him $140 million a year. Yes, it's voidable each year. It's protective so that the Saints can cut ties and not owe any extra future money. They're paying him per year, but it still is $140 million. And so there's a real opportunity that, that Taysom Hill gets into the lineup, whether it's whether Winston starts week one or not. Winston is going to be looking over his shoulder. Not to mention they'll take Winston out near the goal line and and Taysom Hill's going to have value even right there. What's the earliest I would uh, draft J.K. Dobbins? I would say probably 2.10, but I'm preferably liking him on the, at the turn. 2.12. So I'd say 2.12 is where I like him. Chad, hey, Smitty, quick question. Does Lamb have wide receiver one potential? No, Chad. He has the number one to five overall wide receiver potential. Chad, are you new to the channel? I only talk about C.D. Lamb at every freaking turn, Chad. Yes. 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 Love him, Chad. Love him. And I love you, bro. When to draft a QB in Superflex League. So this is crazy because I actually did the Scott Fishbowl and I, I went against my approach of always drafting Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, or Kyler when you've got a one through five overall pick. It really is the key to dominating a Superflex by going with that quarterback early, then letting everybody draft against against the grain and flow. Meaning when it comes time, so you take Mahomes, or you take Josh Allen at one or two overall, right? You watch everybody blow through the quarterbacks. Dak, everybody gets taken. You literally have three or four players that are non-quarterbacks go in the first round and around the turn back to you. So at 2.12, if you're on the clock at 1.01 in a super flex, you literally still have a top five running back sitting there. You still have the number two wide receiver. You have the opportunity to pounce on the best guys at their position outside a quarterback because of the, the going against traffic. However, there are occasions where you know your draft uh, environment. You know your league. And in this particular league, I knew what would be waiting for me. Even though quarterback was going to dominate early, this particular league I drafted in last year, and I knew that I'd get Aaron Rodgers in this scoring format is different. So don't take my Scott Fishbowl League and say, Smitty, you didn't follow your own advice. It's a very different league. You get first, you get minus four for interceptions. You get first down. You get points for first downs. 
minus points for incompletions. It's a mess as far as the quarterback position goes. Aaron Rodgers was the number one overall scorer in the Scott Fishbowl last year. So I waited on Aaron Rodgers because I knew everybody was going to get all psychological on themselves and be like, I don't know if I'm going to pick A-Rod. What if he doesn't play? And so I knew he'd fall. So I took Christian McCaffrey at one, going against my gut to say, hey, in general on a super flex, I'm going quarterback. I went Christian McCaffrey. I knew my league. Aaron Rodgers fell to my 2.12 pick. I took him. Then I got Jefferson. Then I got DK Metcalf. Then I got a whole bunch of other amazing players, and and I got Trey Lance too. In this scoring format, Trey Lance is going to be to the moon. If you don't play Scott Fishbowl, you wouldn't you wouldn't know the scoring or feel what I'm feeling. But I took my my team's on fire. I love my squad. Um, but in general, take one of those quarterbacks: Herbert, Kyler, uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen. If you can't get one of those guys in a superflex. You can consider waiting and trying to get like a Russell Wilson Burrow combo. I'm fine with that. And then you can beef up your other positions. But really, past round, pick five, six, seven overall. Once you get past maybe six overall, it becomes more about the flow. And I can't really give you a for sure answer on that because every league, every super flex league is going to be different. How do you think Amari Cooper is going to do? I already hit this at the beginning of the show, David. So rewatch from the from the the onset of the show, the replay. I talk about this in detail. It's Ceedee Lamb season, bro. Cooper may not even be fully healthy by week one. I'm not saying I don't like him, but I'm definitely gonna say uh, Lamb by a mile. And Lamb could be a top five wide receiver. You can't wait for week one. Either can I, Adam. Either can I, bro. Noah, we don't mock draft on Tuesdays and Thursday afternoon shows, bro. It's a new show. It's formatted. This isn't a mock draft session. I do those at night. I do those during the day on other days. Uh, Potentially tonight, Noah, we'll do a mock draft. So you hang tight. You keep your notifications on for good old Smitty. And I will let you know tonight if we're mock drafting, bro. We're in fantasy football court. You're in contempt interrupting... Uh, uh, super weight. Didn't Taysom Hill punt one time? I don't know, bro. Probably. How many leagues do you do? I did like 20-something last year. That's not including best ball. Best ball you just don't consider or calculate. I'm trying to dial them back this year. I hope to be under 15. Um, but we're going to do a lot of more show, uh, leagues for the show. Promotional leagues versus me doing a lot of these little expert leagues. You know, with... with other expert pages and stuff. I, I do some of them because they're they're too big to turn down. But the other smaller ones, I just can't. I can't do them anymore. I got too many leagues. I can't even set my lineup. Imagine being me. You're live on Saturday. You guys know we blow up Saturday nights. Hit the thumbs up if you're here. We blow up Saturday nights. We had over 900 congruent live streams at, or eyeballs on the on the channel at one moment. With 900 people in the room. Uh, during a live stream we blow up saturday nights we're live for two hours we're live for three hours sometimes doing start bench advice saturday nights this is where you are saturday night before like maybe like nine or about 11 p.m eastern we're we're here i'm here for you heading into to to the sunday games then i'm live in the morning i'm live all morning i don't have time to set my lineup i can sometimes be the worst owner because i'm live let's see keenan allen pulls a hamstring 
and we're an hour before kickoff and I'm reporting on it. You think I have time while trying to orchestrate a live stream that I have time to go in and set my lineup and find what team at Keenan Allen and I don't even remember. Like, I, I screw myself, bro, by doing too many leagues. I need to hand them all off to Adam. I need Adam to, to run my leagues for me. Adam, we need a we need somebody in a league. Uh, it's a keeper league or a dynasty league. It's like a 50, 15, 15 cookie buy-in. Very, very low amount of money. It's 15 a year. But we need somebody. We had somebody quit. It's an existing league. You'll have to rebuild it. I don't even know what the team looks like. If you want in, DM me on Instagram. If any of you want a spot, first come, first serve. Adam will look for you if you want in on that league. I played it. I got a team. So if you want to play against me, this team got abandoned. Somebody abandoned their team in a league with me. And and, and they just left it. Traded picks away. I don't know how bad it is. They just abandoned the league. Just abandoned your captain. Pathetic. Sermon or Michael Carter. I like Sermon a little bit more, bro. I'm not going to lie, but there's there's more security. More security in Michael Carter in 2021. Dynasty, it's more of a tough call. I like Carter a lot. He's in a really good situation. And you might hear he could be sharing carry. Like, let that lower his value. That's fine. Carter is talented enough. This is There's no competition there. The only concern you really have is will this team draft another running back a year and a you know a year from now you know next year next next April will they draft another running back because Carter got hurt like Moss look at Zach Moss rookie year didn't really do anything Buffalo was very capable of drafting a running back now they didn't that's an example of where they didn't but they could have they should have they probably were going to we thought so Carter could get sniped you know, by the draft. But if he has a big year, they won't draft anybody. So it really is all on Carter's shoulders. He has to stay healthy. He has to get involved in the PPR aspect of the game. He's got to be build solid rapport with, with, with Zach Wilson. So I really do like Carter. He's just got to hit a home run here. And I think he can. I think he can. Nolan says, is it crazy that I, I like Cook and Zeke over CMC, Barkley, and Kamara? It's not crazy, Nolan, but um, Cook, I understand. Zeke with Pollard, I get it, but McCaffrey, bro, I, I get that you're worried about the injuries, but just keep in mind that uh, Kamara, who you also doubt, Kamara had a tough 2019 go. Very, very much hampered like Barkley was, or by uh, like CMC was all 2020. And he came back on a terror, Kamara, in 2020. So I, I really feel like CMC's probably going to have that same track. You know, banged up, lingering injuries, couldn't get right, then comes out and explodes. But trust your gut. Just make sure you cuff Cook to Madison and Pollard to Zeke. And you have an argument to be made that security is in Cook and Madison, Zeke and Pollard. But just don't botch. Don't botch drafting the backup, bro. Don't botch it. It is your safety net to at least making yourself feel good. If, let's say, it backfires a little bit, you're still going to be really good. So I don't think you're crazy. I have CMC 1. I have Kamara 2. So we're in disagreement. We're in a disagreement there, but still appreciate you. Okay, last question. I appreciate all you being here. Please hit the thumbs up right now before the show ends. Punch the thumbs up. When the show ends, comment. 
it'll start off with zero comments on my channel because this is a live chat, not the comments. I answer all my early comments, so if you have a question that didn't get answered, why are you not posting a question right when this video ends and asking me in the comments? I will respond to you. So hit me up in the comments. Also, I wanted to say this. Who has not yet signed up for this right here? Um, win, a, win a free phone call from me. Win a free phone call from me. Go to smitty1.com. I have it right here behind me. Go to smitty1.com. Right behind me. Smitty1.com. Click on this underdog banner. All you have to do is deposit 10 bucks. You get $25 if it's a new account, you're new to underdog. You get a $25 cash bonus provided by underdog. You win a free phone call from me. Just DM me or email me the receipt of you making that $10 deposit. And bro, we'll, we'll talk about your team. We'll talk about trades. You win a free phone call from me. Use it the day before your draft. We'll talk. I also have the text service right here, the text line. Where's my phone? I lost my phone. Where are my people at? I've got two phones. My personal phone, my work phone. This is all for my HeySmitty.com text service, which is right below. HeySmitty.com, right there. All my people text me on this from that. You can buy a three-month, a six-month, or a 12-month plan where you can text me unlimited for three months. Try it out. Let's talk about your, your draft coming up. Let's talk about whatever. Netflix. I don't care. But get on over to HeySmitty.com. And make sure you get over to Smitty1.com and deposit 10 bucks using promo code Smitty. You have to go to Smitty1.com and click on the banner, which inserts promo code Smitty. And use promo code Smitty. And you will win that free phone call and get that. So go check it out right now. Last question was, is Lamar and Dobbins a good pair? I don't know that I love stacking them. I don't hate it. But I don't know that I love it either because if Lamar falters, the whole offense kind of collapses. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just rather have Josh Allen, Herbert with JK diversify diversify a little bit. It's not a bad stack, uh, but I'm also a little skeptical of Lamar Jackson just because he runs so much and, and he disappeared for half a season. That's it. I appreciate everybody that showed up to the show today. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate all the super chatters. I appreciate everybody that's on the door for the door league. And this is, again, what you're fighting for. This is what you're fighting for in the door league if you want in this DK Metcalf jersey. So make sure that if you want in the door league, you drop a $20 super chat in the show. You probably want to do it right now because there's very limited spots left. And then you will get in. That's it. $20 super chat. I write your name on the door in permanent marker so that you're forever on my studio door and you get into the league. Limited spots. Drop your super. I'll wait a second in case any of you want in the door league now. Or if you want to think about it, the spots will go fast. Don't worry. We'll have we'll have a spillover uh, second league for another prize where you can have as many entries as you want into that league. So if you do three door supers, you'll get in one spot into the door league that I'm talking about here. And if you had two more super chats of 20, you'll get two spots into the second league because there will be a limited number of people in the second league. Um, and there'll be a cool prize for that too. Co-host in the show. Um, there'll be there'll be some stuff. I'll get I'll get a physical prize 
probably be another jersey or something awesome like that. But uh, yeah, tonight we'll probably be super chatting. Uh, Tonight we'll probably be mock drafting and super chatting. So keep an eye on the notifications. Don't go anywhere. I appreciate everybody here. I appreciate all of you. From Mr. B to Adam to Cat to Damon to Secan. Lamar is a running back. I'll pass, says Secan. Um, ADM, Zeke will eat 20 TDs easy. That's a bold prediction, bro. Chad, I appreciate you. Last question. Hard Knocks is coming for you. Are you hyped? I'm not hyped because, Chad, I'm worried about them exposing how good, how good Jake uh, uh, CD Lamb is going to be. Rock out wants in the league. He says, don't go anywhere yet, Smitty. I want in on the door league. Rock, send me a DM on Instagram, the Fantasy Football Show. Send it to me now. Rock out. Rock out. Rock out. I'm putting you... I'm putting you right above Kenny Powers and below the Nike sound. Or Nike sign. Rock out. Right next to Kenny Powers. You and Kenny are right next to each other. Your door buddies. Door buddies. Um, rock out. You can see your name. Um, where did I just put you? Yeah. Okay. So see the TikTok logo. Rock out. This is where you're at. Right on the door. Whenever I walk out of the studio, bro, you're right in front of my face. Rock out, baby. Rock out. I appreciate you. DM me right now, bro. I drafted Waller his rookie year from Hard Knocks at a boy cat. By the way, Cat, I'm number one in the industry in tight end rankings over the last three years, and I'm number I was number one overall out of all analysts on Fantasy Pros. I ranked number one in tight end rankings, and it's because of the Waller prediction, because of the Hawkinson prediction. I had those guys ranked higher than anybody, and uh, yeah, so I'm with you. On the Waller stuff. I appreciate everybody. Terry. Door League again if. What's this? Smitty, the Door League again if you draft a QB in the Door League, you have a tight end. Yes. I'll go over details on that, but in the in the current Door League, you can go tight, you can go flex, flex, flex. Or you could go quarterback, but you have to take a tight end and, and then the flex. You have to have a tight end with a quarterback. Third round reversal, only three players being drafted, best ball, injuries don't matter, no backups, no waiver wires, it's literally, how good are you at drafting the best player available when you're on the clock because you're going to get three guys, three rounds, 40 people, 40 people in each round, one copy of every player in the door league, if you get the one pick, you're going to have the 80 pick. And then instead of having the 81, you're going to have third round reversal. You'll have 120. So you have 1.180 and 120. If you have the last pick in the 40 team league, you're going to have 40 and 41 and 81. And you can go quarterback, but you got to go a tight end. Or you could go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, tight end, running back, wide receiver. You don't. You can take a tight end. But you have to take a tight end if you draft a quarterback. No bench. No bench whatsoever. Three players. The door league. Rock out. I'm looking for your DM. I appreciate all of you. Limited spots left. 
If you want in and I end the show and you're like, dang it, I should have super chatted, then send me an email or DM me and, and we'll figure that out too. I'll get you a spot. You drop the dono on the, on the side or whatever. All right, later.